Hello, and welcome to Allegedly Astrology. Each week, we break down the astrology that happened during some of the biggest scandals and events in history. Thank you guys for listening, and if you want to support us even more, you can subscribe to our Patreon. For $5 a month, you get at least two extra episodes. You could also leave us a five-star review and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen on. And if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and DM us a screenshot of that review, we'll make you a custom meme of your big three and send you a quick write-up about it. We also have cool allegedly astrology stuff for all signs on TeePublic, so go there and check it out. And follow us on social media. We're Allegedly Astrology on Instagram, Reddit, Hey Hero, TikTok, and Allegedly Astro on Twitter. And you can visit our website, allegedlyastrology.com, to learn more about us, the show, and book a reading with me, Dana, and check out some charts and transcripts from select episodes. So with that, let's get into today's topic. Dana, what are we covering? Today we're talking about the Manti Teo catfishing scandal, and this was a listener request from Morgan, Chelsea, and Elise. Shout out, you guys. And if you also want a specific episode topic covered, DM or email us, and we might just cover it. Yeah, so we're super grateful because we love sports around here. So any excuse to do a sports episode, we all are sports fans here at Allegedly Astrology. That's true. Anyway, if you don't know who Manti Teo is, he is a beloved star linebacker who played for the University of Notre Dame, and he became embroiled in a scandal after he fell victim to an infamous catfishing hoax at the height of his college football career. And the media used his story of having a dead girlfriend to sort of craft this uplifting tale of a man that responded to adversity by becoming one of the greatest players in college football. And a recent Netflix documentary has since brought the story back into the spotlight. So obviously we had to cover it. So let's learn a little bit more about Manti and his fake girlfriend and their astrology. Okay, so I just have to start this off by saying that in my mind forever, his name is Machi. So I'm probably going to say <laughs> Machi a lot of times, but I'm making like an effort that to say Manti. So um, Manti was born in Hawaii. He has five siblings. He's Mormon, Polynesian, and he's just very into his faith. Growing up, you know, a big thing in his community was like three F's, faith, family, and football. And he was amazing at football and he wanted to be the best. So Dana, what are Manti's big three? Um, Manti was born on January 26, 1991 in Lai, Hawaii, L-A-I-E. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, and we don't know what time he was born. So I drew up a noon chart um, and we're doing solar houses. And he has an Aquarius sun and a Gemini moon. So he's very airy. He was also born in the middle of eclipse season. Um, on January 15th, there was a solar eclipse at 25 degrees Capricorn conjunct Saturn. So that's, an, you know, intense restrictions. And on January 30th, uh, four days after he was born, there was a lunar eclipse at nine degrees Leo conjunct Jupiter. So these are eclipses that are lighting up the uh, greater benefic and the greater malefic Saturn and Jupiter. And so he's born like at this very you know, this time of like major change. And it's also then forever like embedded in his chart. He has an Aquarius sun, which is going to make him sort of like one among many. It's it's not surprising. Well, I mean, it sort of like represents like him being born into a family, right? He's not just, he's not himself. And also that sort of relates to faith. Um, you become a part of a group as opposed to, you know, someone who's like, like always like onto like their own like dynamic adventures. Um, so yeah. Uh, and then he has a Gemini moon, which also relates to siblings as well, um, as well as like this intellectualizing of emotion. So this could be someone who doesn't 
always have um, their emotions at their own disposal, but they sort of like, it's difficult for Gemini's to sort of, Gemini moons to understand their emotions all the time. Well, they're always trying to understand them. It's difficult for them to process them. So they process them through thought as opposed to feeling. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Didn't you, don't you always say that people who are born during eclipses are prone to extreme circumstances in life? You got it, sister. Well, he sure was. Manti has um, a, this like massive Capricorn stellium. He has Uranus, Neptune, Mercury, the North Node, and Saturn, um, all in Capricorn. And Mercury and Neptune are in a partile conjunction. And a partile conjunction basically means that it's a conjunction at the same degree. So they're both at 15 degrees. And then Saturn and his North Node are in a partile conjunction. And that's at 28 degrees. So and then Uranus is just there at 11. So this is like tight. Um, these are really significant. Mercury and Neptune, um, even in a sign like Capricorn, is Neptune makes someone prone to getting deceived. So Oh. And then... Uh, Saturn and the North Node, this is sort of like, well, this will come up more later. We'll, we'll touch on that. But just in terms of like being prone to getting deceived and although we don't know his um, rising, we do know his son, which is Aquarius. And so the 12th house from his son is this Capricorn stellium. So it's like he can't even see behind him. Right. It's also like hidden enemies. It's like a lot of stuff lives in his the 12th house from his son. So I think also, too, that stellium speaks to just how like disciplined he was, like especially when we start talking about how he played like he was insane, like and he wanted to be the best and would do whatever it took to like get like get there. Yes. So um, uh, prone to deception, poor guy. But anyway, in high school, Manti was recognized on a state and national level, and he had tons of colleges trying to get him to play for them because he was widely considered to be one of the most elite high school prospects. And Manti definitely has an amazing athletic ability. So Dana, what would what in his chart would sort of point to this athletic ability? So sort of like Sarah said, like that Capricorn stellium is going to be like, just like diligent. And then especially with this North yeah. Node conjunct Saturn, the North Node is like pointing to what you're doing. And Saturn is all about diligence and it's in the sign of diligence, Capricorn. So it's like diligence hard work, and effort. discipline. Right. And also the 12th house is um, people who have like, the 12th house can be a place where people get out that sort of like excess dark energy in athletics. Mm, interesting. There's like a, a, an astrologer who did studies on this for like decades. But then also he's a south node conjunct Chiron. And this is very much a chip on your shoulder. So then they give something to prove. It's like sort of like a little bit of that Michael Jordan. Like he doesn't really seem like Michael Jordan, but it's a little bit of that like, you know, like that, that he's got that dog in him. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then also he has his son opposite Jupiter retrograde in Leo. So this will on one hand make him vulnerable. Jupiter and Leo is vulnerable. There's also like the hero's journey. It's like the sun being like your light, who you are. And it's an Aquarius. Like it's sort of the sign it's where the sun is in detriment. And then Jupiter and Leo is sort of like, it's like wanting to find who you are, but there's still like this strong will. Both of these signs are extremely strong willed. So on signing day, Manti commits to the University of Notre Dame, which honestly is a very interesting choice because he wanted to go to USC, which is an amazing football school. So that was like the obvious choice for him. But his dad told him to pray on it. And he got this sign that he should go to Notre Dame. If you didn't know, on top of being a huge football school, Notre Dame is also a very OG Catholic institution. So, you know, Manti was from Hawaii, you know, USC, like was, you know, much closer to where he lived. And Notre Dame is like a super Catholic school in the like nowhere, Indiana. So but 
It is a well-known brand in college sports and beyond, and they have a huge national following. And at the time when Manti committed to going to Notre Dame, the school wasn't doing so well football-wise. They were suffering from a losing streak. So it wasn't as much of a slam dunk um, as it might be now if you follow college football. And also, to me, something that blew my mind is like how much he honestly did not want to go there, but he was had like such this like faith in like God and that's where he was supposed to be. And you could even tell on signing day he was upset because he truly loved USC. So he like committed to Notre Dame, but then was like obviously bummed about it on camera, which was sad. He just sucked it up and put his faith in God. God, deceived by God and uh, Lene. Anyway, but from the moment he got to South Bend, Indiana, his reputation preceded him. Like he was an amazing, really uh, well-known freshman coming in. There was a lot of pressure on him to help make Notre Dame a winning team again. And that's exactly what he did. He came in towards the end of the first game of his first season, got a tackle, and honestly, Notre Dame looked good. Everybody was like, okay, Notre Dame. Yes, and... From then on, Manti was known for both his athleticism and being just kind of a great person. So it was very easy to frame him as the next Notre Dame star. Fans loved him and bonus points for the university that he believed in God. What is the bi-wheel like between Notre Dame and Manti? Okay, they both have Capricorn stelliums. No shock here. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, my God. If he went to college when he was 18, that would have been in 2008, and that would have been a year that Mars retrograded in Gemini, which is where his Mars is. So that's interesting. So Notre Dame has Venus, Saturn, the North Node, and Jupiter in Capricorn. And like I said, Manti has Uranus, Neptune, Mercury, the North Node, and Saturn in Capricorn. And also, both of them have the Saturn conjunct North Node exact. So that's fucking wild. That means that Manti was born during Notre Dame's Saturn return, one of many, of course, since they were founded um, on November 26th, 1842. So it's been a while. He was also born during their, like, nodal return. So that's literally insane. Wow. Right? Like, he reshaped them in a lot of ways. That's like, I didn't even know that until until this. They also, both of their moons in... um, Mercury ruled signs. Notre Dame's is in Virgo, which is why they're no fun. Um, Literally. <laughs> and Manti's is in um, Gemini. So this is sort of like the nodal are both like ruled by Mercury. The Mercury retrogrades during that era were probably major for them. Um, and then Notre Dame's sun is in um, Sagittarius, which would indicate religion. Also, Manti's Pluto is conjunct no- Notre Dame's Mercury. So his Pluto is sort of changing how people talked about the school, right? Mercury is talking and it's also in Scorpio. So it's related to secrets. It's related to these things that you're like, how could this ever happen? So, yeah. You guys know the joke of how do you know if someone went to Notre Dame? They'll tell you. (laughs) I had a teacher in sixth grade and she she gave us all Notre Dame folders to put our homework in. You're like, like we could I'm not literally escape. in middle school. Like, I don't care where you went to college, random teacher. God. Yeah, she was obsessed with it. Besides practicing on the field and working out, you know Manti was also prioritizing his wellness. And you can too with Ollie Vitamins. Ollie believes that the foundation of all happiness is good health. That's why they make it easy to understand which vitamins and supplements are best for you by naming them with the benefits that they provide, like sleep, happy, beauty, multi, love and libido, and more. Their delightful vitamins and supplements provide real deal benefits that help you live happy inside and out. Use the link in the show notes to get 15% off your first order of Ollie when you sign up for Ollie's email list. Ollie, 
Little gummies, big benefits. But while this was going on, Manti had started talking on Facebook to a girl from California named Lene Kakua. And by his junior year, they were talking on the phone all the time and texting. And it eventually develops into this long-term relationship or long-distance relationship, rather. And they never FaceTime. And she always has excuses to meet up. But because Lene was allegedly from a Polynesian family... Everyone kind of ignored the red flags. Plus, there were people within Manti's circle that said that they knew Lene. So he was like, okay, she must be a legit person. He was super homesick. Again, from the middle, he's in the middle of Indiana. He has no, not a lot of friends, like desperate for someone to connect with. Plus, you know, it wasn't that weird to have long distance girlfriends that you never saw. One of his really close friends had a relationship just like that. And a big reason why, too, is why he didn't tell that many people about it was that he didn't want his dad, who he like looked up to a lot and was like close with, to think it was weird that he had feelings for this girl that he'd never met. So he was like, oh, I met her once. So so people thought they had met. He didn't. Not a lot of people knew that they hadn't. And so one day during his junior year, he learns that Lene gets into a car accident and Lene's brother calls Manti. He puts him on the phone with her and he goes, oh, my God, Manti, hearing your voice made her respond. So Manti calls her every single day until she gets better. And then allegedly while in the hospital for this car accident, Lene finds out she has cancer. Yeah, which honestly to me, because I watched the untold about this, that to me was like the worst, one of the worst parts of like this hoax was that because he did that, I feel like he developed like a very strong, like emotional connection with her. Like I am the one that's like keeping her alive. So he started to feel like responsibility for her life. And when she did wake up, like him and his mom like celebrated and stuff like it was like a big moment how mercury neptune capricorn too to feel responsibility for helping another you know oh my god yes also i was just thinking too about his chart unrelated but that jupiter and leo is probably why everybody was so obsessed with him because yeah everyone like loved him actually a great segue Because at this time, Manti's fame is skyrocketing. Notre Dame is doing really well thanks to him and is ranking second in the nation in scoring defense. Once again, he's like crushing it on the field. But then Manti's world comes crashing down and he finds out that his grandmother, who he was super close to, died. Then a few hours later after that, he finds out Lene has also died. So his world literally is like fucking exploding. Jesus. So Dana, what happened on this day? So this was September 12th, 2012. And Manti was in a 10th house year, which is the year that will relate to fame, honors, blowing up. Oh boy. All that sort of stuff. And also he has Pluto in his 10th solar house. So Pluto being a year of major power. And I feel like Pluto and Scorpio also really relates to sort of a lot of people wanting to take those people down. I mean, I also have Pluto and Scorpio, so a millennial would think that um but yeah he's also in his closing saturn square so this is wild this is the same transit that occurred when kurt cobain and amy winehouse both popped so oh my god oh, wow. manti has survived the 27 club we don't have to worry about that also his lifestyle is a little different um 
But yeah, he's in his closing Saturn square. So this is sort of uh, not enough information to declare like a for sure pattern, but it is interesting, right? And it's one that's for sure popping up this season. So the closing Saturn square is when you maybe when people get famous or when you go through something that kind of defines who you are and at least defines your reputation for a while. And then Jupiter was in Gemini conjunct Manti's moon um, and the moon in Leo was conjunct Manti's Jupiter. So once again, we get this thing that I'm so obsessed with, this dual activation. And the moon in Jupiter is going to be like, usually it's considered like these sort of transits are um, moon and Jupiter together is like healing, but this is sort of like sad, right? It's like two deaths. So it's sort of kind of hard to reconcile those, especially in signs like Gemini and Leo. The Leo moon is also conjunct Venus. So once again, this is sort of like interesting that he's finding out information about his girlfriend. Also, Pluto was transiting Capricorn where Manti has his North Node and the North Node was in Scorpio where Manti has his Pluto. So we get to dual activation and this is way more representative of the situation whereas the moon is like a passing transit for like two days this is long term pluto on the north node um and the north node on pluto this is going to be like major power grabs like things that really transform you pluto transits are difficult they're when like you break and then you break again before you you know get put back together and the north node also significant signifies like huge turning points in your life like ones that sort of alter your entire trajectory so it's not surprising this is going on and they're happening in the signs of scorpio and capricorn so these dual activations are happening in signs that are sextiling so it's sort of like things that are working together but the dark ones are happening in scorpio and capricorn two signs that are connected to the devil um which i mean you know for tying this to religion that's that's that and then this is there was a new moon on September 15th. So this is three days before a new moon in Virgo conjunct Mercury. So it's sort of like getting information. And Virgo is the sign of the Virgin. It's like very pious. It's sort of, I mean, it's not related to religion like Sagittarius is God, but Virgo is sort of like the, like what's it called? The devoted follower. It's devotion. So it's sort of interesting that that happened. Pluto also stationed direct six days later. So this is sort of like when Pluto is still in the sky. It's really powerful. And it's again in the 12th house behind his sun. And it's just sort of changing how things are going for him and it's only the beginning right if something like this happened to you wouldn't you be like oh my god and not know that it's like the beginning of something that you'll never see coming right and then the south oh is at, 20, at taurus um at 28 degrees and mantis mars is at one degree gemini so this is the south node crossed his mars over the summer so this is like draining his power and just sort of taking him down with gossip oh my god yeah that South Node crossing his Mars is really sad. Also, too, I think it's kind of interesting that transiting Venus was on his Jupiter and Leo just because it's like Venus, you know, wants to be seen. And I think this is kind of like the beginning of like his relationship being seen, you know, and it's opposite his son. So it's getting that like spotlight. Yeah. And obviously Manti is very upset, right? These are two very important people to him that have died. This comes at a horrible time because a bunch of important games are coming up for Notre Dame. He's super far away from his family. He has no one to really lean on. And then one day, Lene's sister calls him and says, Lene wrote you these letters before she died. And the letters told Manti that he needed to keep playing his best and win for her. So obviously this sounds like something out of like a movie, a book. (laughs) Um, it is very dramatic, but Manti dedicates his entire season, the rest of it, to his dead grandmother and girlfriend. And this just becomes a huge story for the media. They like lap that shit up because he's playing through all this sadness and tragedy. And honestly, he's like destroying it. He's doing so well on the field. He becomes like his story kind of takes this like very inspirational turn. He becomes this player that overcomes personal tragedy 
to lead Notre Dame football back to number one. So it is very much like next generation Rudy, but less of like a nerd taking the field. (laughs) (laughs) This is the kind of story the media eats up, right? Mantis has celebrity status. All these stories come out about his triumphs over loss. He honestly becomes the biggest stories in the biggest story in sports. Newspapers are describing Manti and Lene's fairy tale meeting. He's on Sports Illustrated. He gives interviews. The Notre Dame community rallies around him and they start charity funds dedicated to leukemia research, which is what he thought Lene died of. So while all this fanfare is going on, Manti like catches up with Lene's sister when she drops a bombshell. She's like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm Lene and I'm alive. And he's like, casual. What the fuck? And so he's like, this is what I need you to do. Which honestly, at the time, I feel like is a good, he was pretty smart. He was like, I need you to take a picture, write my name on it, write like the date and make this like hand gesture, the Hawaii like sign. But then he gets it. And like the girl, like he gets a photo of Lene doing all of that with the date. And he's like, what the fuck is happening? Right. This is 2012, folks. This is the Photoshop skills are not this advanced. So, so he's freaking out because so. So Manti goes home for Christmas and he finally tells his parents about Lene that she might be alive. He's really confused. Then they call his uncle, who's a lawyer, and his uncle's like, sorry to tell you this kid, but you're being catfished. <laughs> was this around the time the MTV show was out? Like, when was that? I don't know. I don't I don't feel like everyone knew the term catfishing as well as we know it now. I don't think they did. Like, the documentary Catfish, I think, came out when we were in college, but it didn't. It wasn't like super famous like it is now. Yeah, Catfish came out in 2010, the documentary, but on MTV, it came out in 2012. So it basically came out like while all this was Interesting. happening. And he, you know, again, he's busy doing football shit. He's probably not super on social media. Um, but anyway, they finally tell Notre Dame and Notre Dame is like, don't say shit publicly. We will figure this out because we have games to play. You know, they're, again, an institution. So what's happening when Manti tells Notre Dame? Yeah, Catholic institutions know how to keep secrets. So he told them on December 26, 2012. And on this day, this was two days before a full moon in Cancer opposite Pluto. So this is all about secrets. The moon is in domicile mm-hmm. in Cancer and the full moons are their like culmination points. It's the sun is opposite the moon um moons and home in cancer it's like sort of like this like big like revelation period and it's opposite pluto which is the planet of secrets so it's really like revealing these secrets and they're serious secrets right they're not like fun gossip i mean i guess it was fun sarah and i did have a fun time being bitches about it later so this is like a full moon that's just like related to secrets and sort of like blowing the cover and as we remember this like this is during capricorn season um so it's like significant for both manti and notre dame right it's like this like major like oh shit and he are and he told notre dame like on his lunar return so this is a time when the moon is like exactly conjunct where it was when you were born so his moon's in gemini so this is like a tender time whenever you're a little more sensitive during everyone's lunar return everyone's a little more sensitive during their lunar return also mars had just entered aquarius and his son's in aquarius and so is his venus so his son is who he is and his venus is like his you know it's like sensitive it's sort of like where you want people to like like you um and so mars here mars being the lesser malefic is like attacking his reputation and his character it's sort of like where he begins to be to get like taken down right it's also probably him questioning himself like the sun being like okay already in aquarius the sun's like i gotta figure out who i am right like i know i'm not 
you know, special. So I want to become special. And so when Mars gets there, it's like, what the fuck is happening to me? <laughs> Mercury and Venus are in Sagittarius. And so Mercury in Sagittarius is in detriment. And this is sort of like, cause it's looking at the whole picture. So no one's really looking at details or like what's going on, right? It's sort of like gossip or like, how are we going to cover this? Right. It could also be like religion oriented. Something I've been thinking about his chart that is interesting is how he's, um, he has moon in Gemini, which obviously is like more logical with their feelings, but his whole relationship was like based on talking, like only oh, yeah. through like communication with someone, like and never meeting them and never seeing them in person. It was just like solely through texting and talking on the phone. So because Manti is such a big deal at this point, this story of his dead girlfriend is transcending the world of sports and your like typical basic like ESPN type of outlets. And on the morning of this huge game he has, CBS ran a three minute feature story on him. So like obviously you see why like Notre Dame wanted everyone to like shut the fuck up and not say anything because they have this like rising star that's getting like put on, you know, the national stage like prime time. So they got to get that money. Yeah, and there's like no precedent for this, I'm sure, even. No. It's really the only the Olympics athlete. Olympic athletes get this sort of kind of like feel good story like wrapped up in this like Oh yeah, that's true. USA vibes, you know, but like normally a college football athlete at a religious school would not garner like national attention no matter how big they were. So, yeah, so everyone's like lapping up his story and at the same time he's having like the best senior season ever and no Notre Dame has ends their season 12 and oh so they're undefeated crazy <laughs> like crazy I remember this just because I feel like I remember this too this was like a huge deal like everyone was talking about it Manta is being considered for the Heisman Trophy which is a really big deal in college football it's like a very big deal like if you don't know what the Heisman Trophy is it's basically given to like the best football, the best college football player, not the end of every season. I think it's awarded in like November of every season. And it's like a big voting protocol. But the crazy thing is that almost like no defensive only players are usually up for Heisman's. Like usually they get nominated. But the fact that Manti was like, I think in the final three people and the votes, maybe he even was in second place. Like it was a huge deal that he as a defensive player, was nominated and got as far as he did in the Heisman Trophy voting. Yeah, so he's, like, hyped up right now. So, Dana, like, what is going on in this chart? So this was January 7th, 2013, and Saturn, the Moon, and the North Node are all in Scorpio. So since fake Lede and his real grandma died, Saturn has entered Scorpio. It was in Libra, and now it's in Scorpio. So... It's like in the same sign as Pluto. And also it's in the sign of secrets. Scorpio is the sign of secrets. And the moon, if you're ever doing a chart for like a moment or in time, the moon is like sort of like the immediate focal point. It sort of shows where energy is concentrated. Like what's the emotions? What's the vibe? What's the mood? So the moon with the North Node and Saturn is like making things both serious and intense, right? It's sort of like all about looking forward to the future. Also, Pluto, Mercury, and the sun are in Capricorn. So this is all like right on his Saturn or in his major stellium and pluto is like juicing it up right pluto and capricorn was here to sort of like it's it's giving him on one hand like it's a little bit ruining his life but at the same time it's making him like his name solidified in history and there's also more dual activation pluto's on his saturn and the north node and the north node and saturn are on mantis pluto so now saturn has entered the picture so it's sort of like saturn presents like rewards people who have done work right it rewards effort and then it also like 
breaks you down to force you to put effort in. On one hand, he had never dated someone, so he's being broken down for that, but he's being uh, remembered for his like great efforts in sports. Also, transiting Saturn was square Mars, and he this is like just a Saturn and Mars heavy chart, so it's like contentious and malefic. It's serious. It's like it is very Heisman Trophy. It's being like we're recognizing someone's effort, right? It's like an institution thing. It's with Scorpio power, Capricorn institutions, and sort of like hard work and effort. It's also Manti's Mercury return. So this is sort of, maybe he was in a Mercury year. Could be interesting. Um, but yeah, it's also like it's his Mercury return will be interesting too every year because that's resetting his like emotions for the year since his moon is ruled by Mercury. So this is going to be not just about it's interesting because this was a year about him being talked about, but it's also just sort of like resetting his mind for the whole year. Um, his Jupiter, like he's also, it has like a bunch of pleasant transits. Jupiter is sextile Jupiter. Whenever like your Jupiter is, Jupiter transits are just pleasant and happy. And in Gemini and Leo, it's like congratulating you. It's putting you in the news. Gemini being the news, Leo being about congratulating. Um, his Venus is sextile his Venus. So transiting Venus is in Sagittarius and his natal Venus is in Aquarius. And these are all really tight, um, aspects. And so Venus in Sagittarius is like, relating to sort of like how are you sort of like a god how are you a little bit better than others (laughs) not better and then aquarius is also like venus and aquarius is taking someone who's like picking them out from the crowd and congratulating them for like those sort of like what makes you what sets you apart um and he also has mars trying mars so mars is here at nine degrees aquarius and his natal mars is in gemini and so Mars trying Mars is sort of like an ease in power. So it's interesting that he has these like really tough transits with Saturn, um, the North Node and Pluto. And then he has these really nice ones in like generally more jazzy signs, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that does make a lot of sense. I mean, obviously all this Scorpio is not the best, but also like not surprising at the same time. I also think it's really interesting about his Mercury return because um as we'll get into and if you watched the untold thing on netflix this like did have like a very big impact on like how he thinks about himself and how he communicated like as everything kind of like went on from here because this is kind of like the point where everything starts to go downhill um notre dame loses the championship game to alabama and about a week later, Deadspin breaks a story that would blow everyone's mind. So like all that fucking Scorpio. Um, and that is that Lene never existed, which this should we need like a sound effect for that. So Deadspin received an anonymous email tip and then began to investigate Lene's identity. And they found no evidence she ever existed. The pictures of her actually did belong to a 22-year-old woman, but that woman had never met Manti. And the reporters did learn that Manti had never actually met Lene in person. And it's then revealed that the person behind the Lene account was Ronaya. So uh, we'll get into that in a second. But um, Dana, what happened this day? Deadspin released this fucking mind-blowing article. I just have to say really quick. They made it seem like an untold that they had done like some serious investigative journalism when really it was just like an intern read an email and like type some things in and looked at looked this up on Facebook like this was this shouldn't have been as groundbreaking as it was because it really all Desmond was showing was that the mainstream media just doesn't know how to do their job which is a really good thing to do I think like 
going off of that, that's what I noticed from like Pluto entering Capricorn. Like Pluto is supposed to show like the issues with like the structures we have. And we all know like the media doesn't fact check it. So like the guy that like broke the story open, one of the things he says, because as we'll come to learn, like it kind of becomes this like weird story about like, was Manti lying? Is Manti gay? And he was like, that's like literally not like we had no control over the narrative where like our narrative was just showing that like all these major news outlets didn't fact check anything and like put this story everywhere. Right. And then so, of course, they are trying to bring down Manti to deflect the blame off of themselves. But We'll, we'll digress into a lot of this, into a lot of this later. So what was going on, Dana? So this was January 16th, 2013. And um, this is like right on the money for what we've talked about. So Saturn is at 10 degrees Scorpio and Scorpio, again, being the sign of secrets, Saturn being doing your work. And it's tightly sextile Venus conjunct Pluto exactly at nine degrees Capricorn. And so Capricorn Venus, first of all, being related to love. So it's like relating to secrets and love, um, but also sort of like, Sarah, like you just said, like those like what's like fucked up in an institution like what are like where are you not doing anything like but also yeah the sun and mercury are conjunct mantis north node and saturn so this is shining a light on his future and like what he became known for which is related to like the north node saturn can also be like what we become known for now that he's like after a saturn return right things have changed but this is like if someone said manti teo two years ago we would have been like Oh, again, Venus and Pluto also um, exactly conjunct in Capricorn is like a reverence for secrets. So knowing like, I mean, it is kind of shady that there was no precedent for Deadspin to take responsibility for being blog journalists who did their job better than major institutions and literally their job being going on Facebook. But it is a really a reverence for that sort of work. And it's true. It's Mm. it's shown right here. Also, Saturn was uh, at 10 degrees and his son's at six degrees Aquarius. So Saturn is squaring his son. So it's sort of like, again, he's getting really hit hard by this. He's being punished for lying, even though he's like such a good guy. He did lie. And so Saturn in Scorpio being about secrets, Aquarius valuing like truth and also Aquarius being like, now you're being publicly shamed. Saturn also relates to shame. So my heart goes out to him. Sorry, one more thing. The moon was in Aries this day with Uranus, which relates to breaking news. So. Oh, oh, Uranus breaking news charts, baby. Yep. So after the article is released, the story blows up and everyone is like, what the fuck is happening? Because the idea of catfishing was not yet part of culture. Like we were talking about, like the TV show, like probably came out around this time. Like it was not well, widely well known. Not everybody was watching like weird documentaries um, or weird independent movies as I was in 2010. So people start questioning, like was Manti involved? Did he help make this up? Right. And Notre Dame releases a statement that Manti had been the victim of a hoax and that the university was going to open an investigation to find out the people behind it. And people still weren't too sure what to believe. So Manti went and did an interview where he's like, yo, I might have lied about meeting in person to not look like a nerd, but I did not make up this relationship. He also goes on to do an interview with Katie Couric, of all people, and plays voicemails left by Lene. But it wasn't just Manti doing a full court press tour. Ronaya, who was born a biological man and has since transitioned, so from now on we'll be referring to her as Naya, went on Dr. Phil, which is like, I can't fucking Dr. Phil, to come clean about what happened. So who is Naya? Naya was pretending to be Lene, and Naya grew up in a big football family, just like Manti. Her family played professionally, and she had been a football prospect, but she actually just hated football. 
So she decided to create a fictional profile for a girl named Lene Kakua and used the classmate's photo so she could like live this life of the female that she wanted to be. Naya confessed to the hoax and admitting to falling in love with Mantai and creating the Lene accounts. She also recreated the female voice used to talk to Mantai, which was uh, like kind of mind blowing when they played that. But unfortunately, we could not find the birthday for Naya, but we do have the date for the Dr. Phil episode. So, Dana, what was going on on that day? Well, Elise, the moon was in Libra opposite Uranus in Aries. So we have this Uranus opposition, this breaking news. More breaking news. Also, the sun is in Aquarius with Mercury and Mars. So Mercury and Mars is sort of like really like cutting through. And it's also this sort of like spreading of news, right? We've seen what happens when planets transit Aquarius. Uh, It just sort of, I mean, we get a plague. And this sort of was a little bit of a mind virus. And then in terms of what's going on in Manti's chart, because that is pretty significant. uh, Mercury was conjunct. uh, Mercury and Mars are conjunct Manti's Venus. So this is wild. It also made me realize because Neptune on this day was at two degrees Pisces. All the while that he was being catfished, Neptune was on his Venus in Aquarius. So with Neptune on your Venus, yeah, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Make sure you get more than just someone holding up a picture with their name on it. Also, Pluto is, yeah, conjunct Manti's Uranus and Capricorn. This is just blowing his cover, right? Like, I mean, Uranus being like explosions and Pluto being like taking you down to hell to prop you back up. Um, So this is destroying his... um, sense of self a bit and then venus was also conjunct mantis saturn and north node and capricorn like to the degree and so this is about love lost and also shame around love well that's the thing their love like was real like i think naya's love for him still was like very deep it's just based on lies but it's real yeah yeah exactly they're just kids i don't know but Anyway, in the aftermath of the scandal, Manti becomes a pariah in the world of sports. People made fun of him. They questioned his sexuality. Football players during the NFL scouting combine ignored him. And Manti was having an incredibly hard time. Like, this was like a really zero to 60 fall from grace. And especially like a lot of sports commentators were saying that he might no longer be a good pick anymore. Like just because he got catfished, all of a sudden he can't play football. Yeah. And this also too, like he had the option to not play a senior season at Notre Dame. He could have just been drafted into the NFL, but he waited a year. Um, So because he like waited. Kind of got screwed. But when the NFL draft finally did roll around, he decided to stay in Hawaii to watch it with his family. And to a lot of people's shock, he didn't get picked during the first round. So, you know, this, that happening was like something that a few weeks later would be of like unheard of. So this whole catfish hoax didn't just cost him like his reputation and his dignity, but it also cost him millions of dollars. Literally millions. There's, There's millions of dollars on the line between getting drafted in like the first and second round. So there's, there was a lot that he lost not just his dignity so what's going on when he wasn't picked okay what sign do you guys think of when i say the word millions taurus yeah and you would be correct sarah because on april 25th 2013 there was a lunar eclipse in scorpio and the sun and venus and the south node and mars were all in taurus mars is debilitated in taurus Venus is money and it's conjunct the south node. It's a drain on that money. Poor, poor guy. And with the moon in Scorpio conjunct Saturn, it's sort of like 
it's like punishing right like scorpio could be kind of punishing and it's like punishing him for secrets it's it this is like just shitty i feel bad uh looking at this eclipse chart but then also he's in his uranus square and it's like almost exact so his uranus is at 11 degrees capricorn and uranus on this day was at 10 degrees aries so that's an almost an exact square these are times when you're like growing in ways that you don't really predict like you're getting sort of um tied and not squeezed around like it's just sort of like shocking like he's on it like uranus is the planet of breakthroughs and breakdowns and right now he's on a path that he did not expect to be on um, and it's also conjunct Mercury. So probably more of that chatter of like, oh, my God, did you guys hear what happened? Like Mercury and Uranus being together. And then Jupiter is conjunct his Mars and Moon. So this is interesting to me because I have noticed that sometimes Jupiter transits really don't go as planned. And so hmm. it's an interesting one. Manti does eventually get picked by the San Diego Chargers in the second round. He goes to San Diego and it's really hard for him. Fans were jeering him and making fun of him and the players, his teammates weren't that nice to him and Manti has a lot all this anxiety on the field and he decides to go to therapy because he realizes he needs help and learns to not only forgive Naya but forgive himself remember this was you know well before for mental health in sports was like a very hot topic mm-hmm. yeah and also too that goes back to what I kind of brought up before about his like mercury return because oh, it was yeah. like a yeah. new a new cycle where he started to like think differently about himself like before he like the football field was like where he knew he was amazing and now because of all of this he kind of like second guessed himself if you know someone who has mercury and capricorn and you want to get them into therapy they have to fail at their job first so i have mercury and capricorn i'm not i know i'm kidding so recently netflix released a two-part series about the catfishing hoax called the girlfriend who didn't exist um the doc featured both Manti and Naya breaking down how the whole situation happened and gives Manti the chance to reclaim his narrative. Honestly, it broke my heart. The ending, it made me cry because I feel like he he was like such a he's such a nice person. And for this to happen, like fucking sucks. He literally is. And it's just like so messed up that like these two things could have happened and not necessarily fucked up his career. And like it just was such a spiral. And it just shows you how shitty like the media is. It's like. They took this kid down for literally like no reason just because they wanted a feel good fuzzy story to tell. I know. So, I mean, he still seems like he's like really like it hasn't like hardened him somehow. Yeah. It is interesting how emotionally exploitative stories can get, like, twisted into this weird way. But anyway, everyone should watch it after this. And Dana, what was going on when the doc was released? None of you guys will be surprised. So, yeah, this was on August 16th, 2022. And this was from the nodal opposition from when the drama initially went down in 2012 and 2013. And nodal oppositions are reversals. <laughs> it's a redemption arc. He's getting Holy his... Shit. Yeah, right? I have little chills on my body now. I think it is a redemption for him. For sure. Oh, for yeah. sure. This 100% was. And not just a redemption. I feel like we're all sort of like, sorry, Mintai. Like, I feel bad. Didn't you say Burt Kreiser of all people? What did he say? He said that everyone should give me, everyone in America should give Mantai $1 for all the suffering he was put through. I mean, tell me where to Venmo. I 100% would do that. Mantai, send us your Venmo. Um, I doubt you're listening to this Send us your Venmo and your birth time. And we'll all, (laughs) me, Sarah, and Dana will all give you $1. This is also within a week of his Mars return. So he is taking back his power. Insert some claps in there. Oh my God. Hell yeah. Yeah, right? Pretty great. Um, And it's Mars in uh, Gemini. So it's not just power. It's power on the narrative, power on what's being said about him. Pluto's also (laughs) finally at the end of Manti's Capricorn stellium, which is now crossing his North Node and and his Saturn. So this is restoring structure and power and making things right. Capricorn is a, a sign that cares about morals. So this is all about sort of like 
now you're getting, you know, what you've earned and, and like you had, we put you through hell, but now now you're getting what's yours. It's like the transformation part of it. Yeah, it's like the part where you're like, ah, oh, finally, my bones are reset. And then the south node is on his Pluto in Scorpio. And so natal Pluto can show like where the cards can be stacked against us and like where people try to overpower or expose us. And so his being in his 10th from his son is not surprising that that's how he became famous with the 10th house being related to fame and honors. Um, the south node like re- removes some of that burden from this like initial public shaming. So many millennials who have their Pluto and Scorpio might be getting this too. Hopefully we all get it. But, hmm. you know, Manti deserved it more than most. Also, it's almost the exact Venus return of Lene's fake death. Oh. So it's sort of like, whoa. The love is, you know, it's a different love now. Huh. Oh my God. There's a lot to unpack here, literally. That's like crazy. That is crazy. Mars return, the nodal opposition. Like, it, that is crazy. And the Venus return is crazy too, because, and untold. You could tell he still has, like, feelings thinking about his feelings from back then. So not, like, saying he, like, is in love with Lene anymore, but you could tell, like, when he thought about it, he would, like, be emotional. Right, like, think about, that was his first love. Like, you always are nostalgic thinking about the first person you had, like, real feelings for, and, like, that was such a transformative time for him. Whether she was real or not, like, I, I, he felt those feelings. Yeah. The sun is also on this day in Leo in domicile opposite Saturn in Aquarius in domicile. So that's highlighting his own sun Jupiter opposition. So it's sort of like fulfilling some sort of um, point of that. uh, What's it called? The hero's journey we talked about. So this redemption arc coincides with the hero's journey and it's his Venus opposition. So, yeah, many layers, many layers. But at the end of the day, Manti would go on to have a pretty decent football career, all things considered, and he played in the NFL until 2021, so not too shabby. And today, he's married, and he has a daughter, and he seems like the therapy worked. He has a good head yeah. on his shoulders. He's very much an evolved human being. Yeah, yeah. He seems like, honestly, like such a good person. I don't know how else to say it, but he seems like <laughs> such a good guy. Like, I'm like, oh my God, I just want to like hold you like a baby bird. Um, <laughs> but he even actually went back to Notre Dame for the first time since 2012, pretty recently, um, this past September. And he received a warm welcome back. Like everybody was like freaking out seeing him. Um, so Dana, what happened when he went back to the old college campus? <laughs> this was September 17th, 2022. Um, and this coincided with his lunar and Mars return in Gemini. So yay, Mars again being taking your power back and the moon relating to home. So it's sort of like he's going oh. back to his home turf and taking his power back. So sweet. I'm yes. literally yes. could cry right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dana, you honestly will love his, his untold because... It's like about how amazing he is at sports, a downfall. But then the whole time he's like such a night. Like I cried because I felt bad for like what he went through, like because he's a good person and like did not deserve it. I can feel the lump in my throat. I'll just be sobbing. You guys, you can't see Dana and Sarah, but they both are getting really real teary eyed right now. My eyes are sweating. Um, It's also (laughs) um, the last quarter moon. So it's the end of a cycle, which is it's like. All right. Like, you know, it's maybe not easy. Like he must have had feelings before going there. And that's what like a moon is. Right. So that's what a moon is. It's feelings. Um, 
A moon is feelings. A moon is feelings. So yeah, it's just sort of like this closing of this cycle. Um, and then the sun in Virgo is opposite Neptune and Pisces. And this has to do with like confusion around emotions, especially with Pisces being so feeling. It's also um, about like holding someone sacred. So I feel like he's being idolized, but it's also like making amends in a way um, and like revealing how someone has been mistreated. With Pisces has a lot to do. Pisces and Virgo both get mistreated. Some of you uh, take advantage of it more than others. Um Ooh, Dana throwing shade. Yeah, I'm, I'm victim blaming. Um, JK, I love you all. Um, but Neptune also is squaring Manti's moon. And so this is really contending with trust issues and like learning how to let go. Neptune is also squaring my moon right now. Uh, and yeah, it's hard. It's But it's also like, oh, like you just have to let go. It's all about emotional freedom. I've read a lot about this trend of trying to figure out how to get through it. And it's just sort of like. Wait, no, that's like one of the things he says in his uh, in the documentary is like when he goes to therapy, his therapist is like, do you forgive? And he thinks you're going to say, oh, he's like, did you forgive like Naya? And he's like, yeah. And then he's like, did you forgive yourself? Capricorns can't, though, can you? I mean, I think at least he's starting to. Joshing, but yeah, that's beautiful. But it does take a Capricorn much longer, a Capricorn placements much longer to forgive themselves than to forgive those who have wronged them. Well, Manti has had a very wild ride in the public eye. Um, I think we're all still processing all of what's gone on for him. I personally feel bad because I just remember being like, eh, that guy's a loser. But now I'm just like, wow, like he got fucked. And I don't know what else to say. But Dana, do you have any predictions on what's to come for him in the future? Is he going to get anything out of this besides forgiveness? Like what's going to happen? So I I think he might say something surprising. Is that vague enough? Um, his solar return co- surprising. <laughs> yeah, his solar return coincides with his Mercury return, his Venus return, and his Mars return. So this is like a year of personal integration and a year of healing. Mercury all about your thoughts. Venus about like love and trust and then mars about like taking power back so it could be one that is internal and in therapy but it could also be one where he sort of just says stuff that we don't expect pluto is uh exactly conjunct his saturn and north node um in his solar return and mercury will be exactly conjunct his uranus and capricorn so that's sort of like that surprising this right uranus being the planet of shock and surprise so it, it, he can be feeling really powerful um and surprising himself too and then mercury is square chiron and aries so it could be even like the aftershock of healing, right? Like, because he's healed alone. So now he's going to be healing in public a little bit more. And then Saturn is conjunct Venus in Aquarius on his Venus uh, in the sign of his son on his solar return. So this shows maturity and reverence. And it it kind of seems like he already really has a hold on both of those things. But uh, like, it could be just something for him. Like maybe he, maybe this is the year where he learns to forgive himself. Venus has, also has to do with forgiveness. So does Saturn. Um, so that would be great, especially with his son there. Like on his solar return. And then moon, uh, the moon, Jupiter and Chiron are all in Aries. So this could be taking a little bit back for himself. The moon in Aries, right? Like maybe he'll be feeling a little bit like Rihanna. Maybe he'll be at the Super Bowl. That would be cool. Whoa. Oh, my God. Um. So, yeah, this could also be like just like healing and gaining a greater sense of self and individuality with the moon and Jupiter and Aries and Aries being the sign of like the self. Right. It's a little baby that comes kicking out of the womb and is like, here I am. I'd like to live now. Aye, aye, aye. Well, anyway, we'll see what surprising things Manti has in store for himself this year. But next week, we'll be moving on to an eerier story, and that is the disappearance of Malaysia Airlines Flight 370. Can't wait to dig into this one. Going to be an interesting topic. But in the meantime, go sign up for our Patreon. We have some really spooky, fun October episodes. And with that, I'm Elise. I'm Dana. And I'm Sarah. And this is Allegedly Astrology. Allegedly Astrology.